later here with uh, Joseph Vargas, Scott McKeever, and Bobby. Wait, Kim. wait, professional podcasting beer reviewer. Uh, so, so are all of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're not special. <laughs> uh, this week we're we're missing Zach. Um, he's he's in or on his way to Mexico for a wedding. So nice. Pretty Shout cool. out to Zach. Yeah. He wished us well tonight. Yeah, and yeah. We, we wish him the same. Um, so tonight we're going to have some homebrew, Ooh. some Angry Bear homebrew. Uh, so what y'all got in front of you right now is a Vienna lager, uh, actually an Austrian style, not quite German. What but makes a Vienna lager, Brad? <laughs> so you put Vienna sausages in it oh. in the brew process. Wow. <laughs> so surprise, surprise, <laughs> Vienna lagers brewed in uh, Vienna. Uh, wow, you you went all the way to Vienna <laughs> just to brew this? Yeah, I mean, I, I go all out, man. Like, I'm a I'm a method brewer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, uh, like I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but like, you know, when you're making beer, like in your recipe, you've got a bunch of different kinds of malt, and basically, it's just you know malted barley that's been like roasted for different amounts of time at different temperatures. Um, or malted in certain ways, or you've got like, you know, cereal grains, like, you know, wheat or corn or rice, um, um, you know, different things like that. But so this is primarily made up of Vienna malt, uh, mm. which is just like, um, so you've got like a base grain that makes up usually like uh, probably 75% or more of your recipe. Um, and usually what that is, is like called just, just straight two row barley. It's just like the, the simplest malt you can get it. There's not, not a whole lot of flavor to it. It's just like, you know, the base thing to get your sugar going for your beer. Then you start adding in some specialty malts, adding some flavor, maybe some caramel, you know, maybe some chocolate malt. If you're doing a stout, you know, black barley or something like that. So when we talk about base malt, we got a couple different ones, you know, two row, uh, Vienna malt, which is in here. It's a slightly like more bready grain, uh, Maris otter, which is like, uh, like kind of like toasty biscuity type thing going on, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of like a, you know, darker lager. It is a lager. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I yeah, like it's it. real pleasant. Definitely kind of has that, uh, that biscuity flavor going some, on. Uh, some creaminess in there too. I like the color. Too. Yeah. The color is real good. Yeah. <clears throat> I good job, man. Thank you. <laughs> I do wish Zach was here because I really feel like he would enjoy this. He would beer. enjoy he this. He would. Yeah. He, he likes yeah. lagers. Yeah. Yeah. This is better than Modelo. I like Modelo. You, Modelo actually is, even though it's like considered Mexican, it's a Vienna lager. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Wow, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never tried Modelo. <laughs> hey, good job, man. Get out. <laughs> it's almost like he's on a beer podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about a new game that came out with our, for the phone called World of Tanks. You get small tanks, blue tanks. <laughs> red tanks, blue tanks, yellow tanks. Yeah, a bunch of tanks, world of tanks. <laughs> no, but tanks, seriously, we're gonna we're gonna talk about hobbies yeah, today. Yeah, so like, um, it's it's tax season right now. I know, like, not everybody's probably done their uh, taxes. I know I used to, you know, put off doing my taxes to the last moment because for like the longest time, I always owed money on my taxes, uh-huh. which sucked. Just like, because <laughs> <it was> like, <laughs> um, that's back when like I only made money off my apps, and you know. Apple and Google don't take money out for taxes. So mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, wow. it, yeah, they don't. So it comes around and basically you just report your income and then, uh, IRS is like, all right, hand it over. <laughs> Give <laughs> us that money. <laughs> so that always sucked. Um, but now that I work like an actual job, um, I get a tax refund, which is really nice. That's nice, man. So I know me, probably like most of y'all, when you got your big fat tax refund, if you have already or not, um, you, you, 
bought yourself a little something. No. <laughs> you had a uh, spring Christmas. <laughs> spring yeah. Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Spring miss. Um, so we'll, we'll start with Joseph because I know you t- talked yeah. about that. You, you, you spent a little bit of your tax money. I did, yeah. So I, I was actually – so I, I uh, benefited from having been in school, so I got like a pretty good tax refund. Nice. Um, but anyway, so what I did with my tax refund money, like a good chunk of it is uh, I've been getting into photography lately, and I bought a new lens. Nice. And, uh, yeah, nice. so it's a it's a Tamron twenty eight to seventy five millimeter, so it's got like a really wide, uh, I guess range that you. So can get it's to. the lens we should be putting on the iPhone, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. We can just like <laughs> take a little bit of super glue and just smack it on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's, so far, it's my sharpest lens. It's uh, it's one of my best lenses so far. It's a zoom lens, so you can get up, you know, real close. So you can get you know really far away, wide mm-hmm. angle shots. Uh, I've been playing around doing some portraiture with it, you know, getting out into the the streets here and there, taking pictures of the city and stuff like that. It's really fun. Since I've gotten it, I haven't taken it off my camera. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's, cool, that's pretty much it. I also bought, uh, like, a camera bag to, to store my stuff because um, I'm going to France in April and uh, I want to carry my camera around. <laughs> nice. What's <laughs> up? But, yeah. So you think a bag is probably a good a thing to do that with? Probably, yeah, yeah. If you want to carry something around. <laughs> <laughs> um, with my tax refund, what did I? I got Kingdom Hearts three, and I went on a trip to Austin. Nice. And went on like a how many places did we got to? I think we went to like three different places. Bar crawl. Nice. And we had, I had like a margarita at the first place. Nice. It was decent. It wasn't yeah. the best margarita. It wasn't like your margarita? No, and they like closed at midnight and we got there like at 11, mm. like 35 or something like that. So we watched like the tail end of this band. So they gave you like a margarita and like the, the kid's cup with the Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was very, very like hipsterish place. Nice. But, you or know, not nice. Well, it is Austin. Well, I mean, it was like, this was like the place that is, what would you say that, like, um, pandering to the hipsters. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come read a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drink your beer and come read And then we, 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 we like, we have, a, yeah. we have a communal bowl of mustache wax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so today, got my wood shavings down to corporate. <laughs> And then we went to the, like the next place, and we got there. Right, they're like, "Yeah, we're not serving alcohol anymore." And it's like, "What the fuck?" Oh. <laughs> and then the final place we went to, I think there I had like, I had like a gin and tonic, and then they had, um, uh, Montucky cold snacks. Really? There. Ooh, yeah. Nice. And so I was like, "Guys, you gotta try this." <laughs> <laughs> and then what? What else? Oh, yeah. And then I bought Kingdom Hearts three, but I haven't beaten it yet. Hey, man. Where are you in the game? Just tell me the world. Uh, I think I just got to Frozen. Hey, me too, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. I gave him fucking. I mean, <laughs> I I mean, I like it so far. It's I just... like it so far too. But all right, go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mean, interrupting yeah. you. I'm I mean, like, you. it's just they. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. It's like they're not. I, what I liked about two so much was you did like kind of the first tour of every every mm-hmm. world, and then like you came back. And there was like an even harder, yeah, whatever thing you had to do. Whereas this is just one time there. And from what I hear, it's like the last thirty minutes is like the Kingdom Hearts fan servicey thing that you've been waiting for. And like all the worlds are just kind of eh. And so it's it's been a struggle, especially. You mean, 
You mean Sora and Kyrie finally finally smash? <laughs> Is that what happens? I don't know, man. I don't know that either. I, I I think is I ended up diverging from that because I got um what is it? Uh, Anthem. Cr- crackdown. No, I got. Well, between Apex and Crackdown Three, like mm. which Crackdown Three, I didn't play one or two. How is it? Oh my god, it's so much fun. It's like mm. GTA if you were Terry Crews and you're a cyborg, <laughs> and destructible yeah, uh, towers. And the world itself was just full of. Uh, the world itself is just full of people who are trying to kill you and so like literally you upgrade your punch where you're just like holding your fist and you punch someone and they just go flying across the map awesome like it is so much fun like it's like Falcon Punch style, like pretty much, yeah. Well, so because like the, the 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 cheat in GTA where it's like explosive melee or something, dude. I'm, I love that. Cheat. Well, because it's like the the premise kind of is is like everything you do in the game kind of upgrades your stats. So like the more you like run and jump around, the yeah. more you're running it. Like you start off barely being able to jump, and then now I can jump like six stories high. I can jump over buildings. Yeah, Crackdown's amazing. And then and then like you, you the more. You shoot explosive weapons and kill people with it. You get explosive, and they just get bigger and bigger yeah. explosives. Like and your wow. your your rockets will turn into like rockets that drop grenades. That yeah, will explode, and then those explosions drop other grenades that explode. I'm serious. <laughs> it's a it's a crazy game. That just sounds ludicrous. It's amazing. <laughs> and then wow. you you have like a, a what is it, a vehicle that can transform. So like in its base form, it's just. Uh, like a fast car, but it's just a Toyota. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, like in its second form, um, it can jump, and its wheels stick to walls, so you can like drive up the side <laughs> of buildings and stuff. Like, I mean, it's a fun game. And then Apex, I've been playing a lot of. Oh yeah, man, Apex, love Apex. Still Apex. haven't gotten my <laughs> first place yet, but I have a couple times. I'll play with you. We'll get that <laughs> win. Um, All right, Bobby, what's your hot? Oh, I have a, one last thing I wanted to add is I started reading a book about getting level one Cicerone. Ooh, I'm yeah. about halfway through it. Nice. So it will also fulfill my read six books this year <laughs> nice. quota. So Cool. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. Bobby um, so for my tax turn, I spent uh, eight tenths of it on school. Because oh. I'm still in school, so <laughs> I didn't really buy anything for myself. But that's, that's real. Uh, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. I was like, cool. <laughs> just like if it makes you feel better, off. I spent basically like half of mine on student loans. <laughs> yeah, God, dude. and it's like so. I, there's that, but I've been uh, I don't know. I've been keeping up with boxing a little bit, which is cool. I mean, that's kind of always been a hobby of mine, but I'm starting to get more and more into it. You know, like definitely just going to the gym a lot more and doing that. Cool. And then. I haven't start, started blacksmithing yet. I don't think I'll get around to that like for another like two years, though. Man. I want to do that. Man, like when you start so blacksmithing, cool. you need to get a forge and put it in your garage. I, 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 like, I want to do that and so And then bad. get a sanding belt so that you can like actually sharpen stuff and make it super fucking sharp. Dude, I can't wait. I mean, to my uncle, he does all. Like, he makes knives. Dude, and, I would love a knife. And yeah, I'll make you a knife. Can you make us some knives? I'll make, I'll make some, some Bort knives. I'll make us no, a table I, I too. want a katana. Like but... the little flip bit logo engraved into the blade. Hey, don't there you go. go. <laughs> I'll do oh, it. Oh, yeah. He, so my uncle, he uses this thing where, yeah, like at first he didn't know how to do it, but you basically have like a stencil and you yeah. put this material on it or yeah. whatever and it like degrades the blade in such a way that when you pull the stencil off, it then uh, oh. has whatever logo you want. That's, That's cool. That is cool. pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. So it can be like the, uh, what's the, the sword that has like the writing on it? Is that the the Gryffindor sword? 
remember. Godric Sword of Gryffindor. I don't remember. Maybe. Godric <laughs> Gryffindor Sword. I think Harry so. Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, sorting uh, hat sword. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. The like hat it. goes into the. Right. Or the sword goes into the sorting. Yeah, hat. I think that's. I don't. What's I the sword card called? Uh, the, the Gryffindor sword. Is it? The sword of Gryffindor? Yeah. It's probably the Sword of Gryffindor. I think it's the Sword of Gryffindor. Godric Gryffindor or something. I'm, I'm not one of those like really crazy like Potter people. <laughs> You're not a Potterhead? No. If my brother was here. Yeah, Kaylin and her sister. <laughs> yeah, it's just called the Sword Potter. of Gryffindor. Sword oh, of Gryffindor. Right, hey, yeah, that was close. What a boring ass name. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be the Sword of Courage or yeah, anything yeah, like, like that. You know, like, look at Lord of the Rings. They had just or like amazing the red, names. The for Red their, Sword their or something, you know? Just mm-hmm. The Sword of Gryffindor. Thanks, dude. Narsil. <laughs> yeah. Good job, J.K. Rowling. Sting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no blacksmithing yet, just boxing. And I finally started picking up my guitar again. Nice. Which is really, really something I've been wanting to do for a while. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess I can add on music. I've yeah. been doing more and more music, but hey. I, I'm still like nowhere near at the level that I want to be. Yeah, hey, but same. but I same. did like recently. I've been listening to some Maple Story music again. I'm like, I should totally like try and remix this because yeah, that's hard. Well, but like if I can just find a MIDI version of the song, I can yeah. just take that, slap it into whatever VST I want, and oh, then, that or sheet music. Uh, yeah, that's well, I mean, that, that's hard mode. Like, <laughs> hey, do you want to be a pro or do you want to be a remixer? <laughs> there, there's like, I mean, if you if you need help with that, there's like, uh, I took a free online course from the University of Edinburgh through uh, Coursera. Oh, yeah. That's you know, in, introduction to fundamentals of music, which like, there's a lot of it I knew, but that's going to teach mm-hmm. you how to like read music, chords, scales, and all that. You know, yeah, crap. like I can read music if you gave me like an hour. To read that's it. okay <laughs> me too and you know what i wrote sheet music mm. and it still takes me ages to read it i mean i just start at middle c and i work my way whichever <laughs> oh, no, direction that's, yeah, that's, that's me too. i have a i have cheat mode just from playing violin from yeah my... <laughs> see, like, like the thing but is... i don't know bass clap so i can't read piano music i can't read well you just start at middle c and go down that's I all I... so. yeah. Yeah, like, like the thing is, is like you know like i took um my parents had me take piano lessons when i was like in first grade so that's when i started reading sheet music and like you know i like um i could you know pick out you know notes and stuff like the thing is like i'm really good at reading rhythms i'm not very good at reading notes Mm -hmm. see and then my problem comes when you add a whole bunch of notes on top of each other i don't know what that's supposed to be (laughs) like i know it's a chord but like i couldn't tell you it's like a Uh, what kind of a g7 chord you know like i I don't like i know that's a thing i just don't know what that would be on there's 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 definitely a balance of like knowing enough music theory to like aid you in your writing and just getting buried in it because see Mm -hmm. the only time i actually knew how to kind of read sheet music was when i was in choir but in choir there's no you can't play a chord with your yeah. voice unless you can do like the <laughs> yeah what's yeah, the throat, a, singing? Yeah, throat singing gregorian yeah not i don't even know like where i just pictured that one vine where it's like that guy's playing the guitar and it's like no 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 it's like this it's like the mouth sound effects and the guy claps he like opens his mouth and it's guitar noises that's what i thought just now it's like you can't oh, sing a chord and i was like oh. well i mean yeah if you could do throat well, singing there's, there's you could and but, then like uh, when I was in, in band in high school, there were some of the guys walking around. Like, I remember a uh, trombone player that could whistle and hum at the same time. Well, I could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, well, first of all, I can't whistle. So. 
don't know. It sounds like an <laughs> alien invasion. Yeah. yeah, it sounds terrifying. So, I mean, that's kind of cord. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, yeah, so I uh, started playing my guitar again after a while. I'm super rusty, as always, because I keep putting it back down. But I feel like this time I'm going to be like, hey, this is okay. You're going to stick with it. Because I can't read sheet music. I can read tabs, and I can play some metal songs, which is cool. But that's pretty much it. So I guess I'm just kind of like a bunch of little hobbies just kind of running around still. They're still in a novice stage. I haven't really. Little hobby bobbies? Yeah, little hobby bobbies. <laughs> and, um, I guess if you want to call studying a hobby, you can do that too because <laughs> hey. I'm trying to study for my security plus. I'm not plus. getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to study for my security plus certification so I can do that. Um, and then I'm just, just doing CTFs online and just doing a bunch of stuff while, you know, studying for school. So. Yeah, I'm just kind of boring. Just kind of a boring guy right now. Usually, I have something else to talk about, but as far as hobbies go, no. I'm just playing video games and studying. <laughs> I mean, like, video games. I I, I kind of know like where you're coming from. Like, I have a lot of hobbies that I'm interested in. Yeah. But like, I don't. I I feel like I don't go very deep with some of them. Same. Like, I don't, I don't get like really good at them. I just like like it's like oh that sounds like a really cool thing to try and I try it and it is fun. But like mm-hmm. you know I I either don't have the skill to get really deep with it. I don't have the like uh, commitment. Yeah, or the time to like build up the skill. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> this is like for me trying to do all the stuff I'm doing right now is it really helps to have a list and I'm keeping track of it. How? Like, because I'm keeping track of every single video game I play mm-hmm. every day that I play it. Yeah, and how long I play it before I beat it, mm-hmm. and like that is really helping me actually put shit into perspective. <laughs> or like, like the book thing like i'm keeping track of which books i'm reading and how far i am into right. the book yeah. oh hey i remind me to send you my book tracker you might like it yeah how many okay. uh, hours do you spend or how much time do you spend a day like just tracking or just would you say on just your hobbies though uh is it like vary it, with the so day or is it like okay essentially most of the time i would spend time. on yeah. my <laughs> hobby yeah is pretty much from 6 p.m to about 9 p.m okay a day three so hours. about three hours yeah. a day Nice. I mean, that's that's a typical day. Like, I don't know, uh, like Thursdays are date day, so I don't necessarily, my, I might only get an hour in that yeah. day. Yeah, mm-hmm. understandable. Mm-hmm. That's rough. <laughs> hey. No. hey, what about your hobbies besides making some, <laughs> some really nice brew over here? Oh, thank you. This is really good, dude. I'm not, I'm not I guess like, I should also add really my, my mead finished, and oh, I yeah. bottled that. Scott, I, I cheaped out. Stop adding comments. <laughs> I cheaped out and, well, we haven't done this in a while, so I have a lot of things to talk about. I've got I, a lot on my mind. <laughs> I cheaped out and just, because I had a whole bunch of those, like, bottles with the flip top thing on it. Um, That's all right. Yeah, so I, I have I have two one liter ones, and I think both my little bottles might be like a half liter. So I think I ended up with about close to three liters maybe a little bit less or whatever yeah. but and then uh last last weekend when my austin buddies were up <laughs> i had them help me start two gallons of cider so cool nice very cool so nice. yeah i'm now doing cider you gonna make a pear cider well see with this batch i think i'm just gonna do normal and then like i was telling they don't listen listen all right this batch i'm gonna do normal and just drink right um but with I don't know. I might do like one or two bottles of apple. Uh, what is it? Apple Jack. Okay. Apple Jack, yeah. Get, okay. get jacked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get screwed distilling. up. Yeah, with freeze distilling. But with this next, the batch after that, I kind of want to experiment with the um, 
barrel aging simply because uh i mean i I was telling you guys beforehand like barrel aging cider is kind of a new thing Mm -hmm. and they don't i don't know it seems like no one's really doing it right now i think is it woodchuck i think woodchuck just started doing that really possibly because i just i i got like some i think it was like spiced apple my fridge now and it was like it's like barrel like barrel series and i was like what the hell is this i guess that's what it is yeah that's cool Huh. Yeah, that. so I'm thinking about getting like whatever it is, like the two liter barrels you can get off Amazon. Yeah. Hey. Either that or doing the like oak cubes. Oak cubes. It's gonna be like I will say like you know like you know do what you want, but like doing the oak cubes is gonna be a whole like much less hassle. Yeah. And achieving probably about the same result. Okay. On the home brewer scale, talking about commercial, different story. But you know. Mm-hmm. Well, also, <laughs> I was telling this to someone at work, and they're like, "You should get a Woodford Reserve barrel." <laughs> I don't oh, think I could fill a whole Woodford. Fifty-five gallon. Yeah, barrel. fifty-five Jeez, gallons. A, yeah. I was, yeah, so I was telling, I was like, I think it's around like fifty something gallons. Of, I don't know if I could just fill the meet that quota. <laughs> it, it probably depends a little bit because, like, I, I think most places will do fifty-five gallons, but like, we were down in San Antonio uh, touring the Ranger Creek Distillery. Yeah. And I asked them about the size of theirs, and they. Did, they do half barrel sizes, which hmm. I thought was kind of interesting. But hmm. Any other hobbies, Brad? I haven't even started. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. I, I keep going off into tangents. So. Hey, man. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, so uh, definitely spent a decent chunk of uh, my refund money on some music stuff. Um, like, you know, I was into music really heavy in high school. Um well, didn't you play like drums? Yeah, or something I was a percussionist. Like uh, I was on the drum line and marching band. Um, did everything I could to stay away from pitched percussion because, as we discussed, it was hard for me to read music. <laughs> but I uh, that so was no steel drums. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, during that time, you know, I really developed um, an interest in writing music. I was like, it was more came, kind of a, uh, came out of curiosity. Like I was staring at a piece of music. I was like, I was like, how do they? lay out music on a computer it just so like, like when you say writing music do you mean like composing like an orchestra or like just writing music for like a band or something like that like a rock band yes yes to both <laughs> uh, so i never did like inclusive or <laughs> yeah i never really did like an orchestra but like you know I, I got curious about like you know how music was laid out onto like you know a piece of paper like you know how did, how did they like do that on a computer mm-hmm. so i found like some music writing software and i just started like you know dabbling with it i wrote like mainly like um drumline cadences so like you know the crap that you know drumline will play like you know in between breaks at a football, football stadium or like you know yeah and like you know i wrote <laughs> then like you know i tried a little bit with like you know actual music i wrote like some stuff for like like you know wind ensemble and things like that i also you know like during the same time i had played around with like electronic music that was when i first learned about fl studio and downloaded my first crack uh, <laughs> So you know, everybody smoke. gets their first crack from somewhere. <laughs> you smoke crack? What are you doing, dude? Um, so yeah, I've, I've messed around with like you know making some really bad techno music. Um, hey, same. <laughs> did all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was also during high school when I wrote like this like percussion quartet for like you know just drums, no like pitched stuff. It was just drums, and so that ended up actually being decent. I mm-hmm. got the high school to play it, 
and then um, I <laughs> got go. yeah, uh, which was cool. And then uh, there was I found a a publisher that I submitted it to and got it published. So you can go if you search Bradley Slater on Google, the first result is actually my published music. Hey. So that's really so cool. So do you get royalties from that? Though? Uh, about once a quarter, I get like thirty five dollars. Nice, nice. So it's. It's something. It's it, it's more. So is that like new people? Yeah, paying? it's it's new sales. Like, okay. uh, and because just the way that like contracts are for artists, um, the standard they basically was like, here's our standard contract. It's not really negotiable, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's ten uh, percent royalty that I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sells. So for, you do all the work and you get ten percent. It's it's rough. It's rough for artists. Yeah. It's like I mean, if you're not like Hans Zimmer, you're not making like these crazy <laughs> right. scores for movies. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. it's it's a really real thing. And like like I mean, I was I was more just happy to have it published. I wanted it to be out there. Yeah. Like it was, it was more like a, just like See, a cool thing for me. And what you do is you do that ten times. Yeah, I was gonna right? say one strategy is to yeah. be prolific. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> do like, you know, ten if, times, and you're just like, hey. Nah, I guess that's something I had heard before. It's like. You know, all the music they, that they use, like, in commercials and stuff like that. It's like, I've heard you can be pretty lucrative if you can just release a whole lot yeah, of just you, small can, jingles. Yeah, uh, if you can crank out, like, generic music that people are willing to use, sure. Um, you know, you'll make a lot of money off of it. If I had, like, probably kept up with it, because I almost went to UNT for a music composition. Hey, same. And I just, like, <laughs> I, for some reason, I just wasn't feeling it, like, when it came for the time for me to audition. You didn't want to schedule hey, with, same. like, 15 classes in one day? <laughs> I don't yeah, know if it was so much that. Like, for me, it was more, I think I was intimidated by the audition process to get into oh, really? the, hey, the same. music school. That's why I didn't do it. And I was like, you <laughs> know what? I like computers. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's really rigorous, uh, especially for percussionists. Because, like, for basically... Well, any, they're, like, the number think, one yeah. drum line in the... Yeah. Country, oh, or not anymore. Like, and it's and it's not just that though. But like for like any for any other musician, basically you're just playing your instrument, and then I think they also get it like they they want to see that you can like match a tone with your voice. That's about it. For mm-hmm. percussionists, you got to go in there and you got to play something on uh, the timpani, which is like you know your like big old kettle drums. Um, you got to play something on a mallet instrument, and you got to play something on a snare. So a you get mallet instrument. Mallet instrument. You know, xylophone, marimbas, bells. Um, you know, so so you get triangle. Do, you got to do like all three of those things. You got to do it really well, and then you also get to do the voice thing. So like you know, I <laughs> I like so. As far as my playing ability, I never really felt like I was like really good at anything besides just a drum. So like you know, I just like I think I was intimidated by it, so I ended up just like you know finding something else. But that's besides the point. Had something published, it's fun. Back to hobbies today. Side <laughs> <laughs> <Fly> tangent. <laughs> um, uh, so I've like been like um, basically uh, I subscribe to our music battle stations, and um, I saw like uh, like everybody's got their really cool like home studio setups, makes you all like jealous and stuff. And like I saw one that was you know a pretty like modest one, pretty minimalist, and like he had this like you know kind of like thing sitting there with a whole bunch of like knobs and stuff on it. And somebody was like, oh, what's that thing with all the knobs on it? It's like, oh, it's the Model D synthesizer. And I was like, that's interesting. So I looked it up, and it was like the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, the synthesizer that I showed you guys today. So mm-hmm. I bought the analog synthesizer. I'm getting, like, super into, like, analog synthesis. Hey. And Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, trying to, like, now I'm trying to find my sound. Um, <laughs> it's a like, real thing. Yeah, like, I'm trying to get back into it, trying to get back into the feel of, like, uh, you know, like, writing something and, like, you know, actually just. Yeah. Like, I have a bunch of unfinished, like, Ableton tracks that like I have. Me too. And it's just like this is cool. I never will show anyone this because they're just terrible. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that like start off really well and they just get like really really stupid. 
I'm like, cool, man. This You're not very good at this. And I'm like, I'll work on this later, and I never pick it back up. No, here, yeah. Here's the thing. Is that when I got started in this again, and, like, I kind of, like, made something that I felt like was, like, at least coherent as far as, like, what I thought was, like, at least okay sounding. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, Carol, like, came into my office. I was like, oh, hey, listen to this for a second. I played it for her. And then, like, immediately I was like, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care, man. Like, anytime I write one thing, I just posted on slack for you guys. oh yeah like you know and I, I've, been, I've been trying to do that and like you know i'll, I'll post you some things for you guys every so often but like like um it's weird like right now i just really have this really kind of block that i'm like trying to push myself past where like i don't really feel like it's just happening yet i don't yeah. want to show people things i understand that mm-hmm. i want to make lo-fi but like just doing that. i made one lo-fi song it was good <laughs> so, like, like i've been trying to get in like kind of some ambient stuff yeah. like um it's kind of talking to joseph about modular synthesizers and yeah. like if you go look up like videos of like people doing modular synthesizer jams uh-huh. on youtube there's just like some really cool ambient stuff yeah like really cool patterns and stuff like you know it's just there's this one like i forgot what it was called but it's like this little keyboard and it's gray and it's like it's like on the knobs on it's like blue and yellow or something like that. The uh, OP one. I think it might be. It's like a thousand dollars. Yes. I saw that and I was like, dude, <laughs> I want one of those. I looked it up and I was like, nah. Yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, that's actually a really super niche like synthesizer. Yeah. Like it, it does a whole lot of things. It's got you know it's sequencer built in. You Is can that arrange. the ch- teenage engineering? Teenage engineering. Yeah. 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 They make all it. those. Um, the pocket operators. Right, yeah, yeah. So they Pocket operators look super freaking dope, man. Yeah, so, you know, they've got this one. It's got, like, a little OLED screen on it and stuff like that. Like, there's a there's a channel called Red Means Recording, and he's got a couple of jams on that synthesizer, and it's really cool. He makes it sound really good, but it's a very niche synthesizer. Like, <laughs> you don't need it. You, you just, like, can get, like, yeah. these other things, and, like, it's completely overpriced. And, like, when they first put it out there, they ended up having, like, a manufacturing shortage, and they had to take it off the market because they couldn't make enough of them. (laughs) Wow. And then recently, they're like, hey, we can start making them again. And they jacked up the price to, like, $1,300 or $1,500. Yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'll just just tell it to How much was it when it originally hit the market? Like, (laughs) somewhere around 1000 Yeah, I think it was, like, $995. Well, they're they're little pocket operators, which is basically, like, PC. No, it's, it's like, this big. It's PC. Yeah, Barry Circuit Board. Yeah, um, those are like sixty dollars a pop. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and like I'm. Um, it's basically just sequencers. Yeah, and then you can like okay. use um, what is that? What's this cable? Uh, uh, like a uh, cable or a headphone cable? Uh, what is a it? Half millimeter? Yeah, a, yeah, aux cable, aux to aux cable to link them together, and you yeah. can like build a sequence between all I would, of them. I think I'm just gonna like just buy a bunch of packs from Ableton or something and just do it that way then. Because I saw that thing and I was like, "This is cool." And then so the other thing I got though is, um, like, have you ever heard of ma- ma- machine MAS? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I didn't. I didn't. I don't have like the machine uh, studio or like the jam or like uh, or the Mark ones. I got the jam. Is what I got. Really? Yeah. Dude, where is it? It's in my office. I'll have to show you in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it's pretty dope. So Machine's got its own like software with it that's like mm-hmm. got like a bunch of sequencing and stuff, but it has just like it comes with these awesome sound libraries coupled with a really awesome MIDI controller. Mm-hmm. So like I've been using to control my Ableton, which has been awesome, mm-hmm. but you get like just these awesome like drum kits with it, a lot of um like contact um uh libraries, which is like a really awesome sound library, different things on it. Um it's got a really awesome like upright piano patch. Just a lot of cool sounds and stuff with that. So I've been like, you know, coupling that with like the awesome sound of my analog synthesizer, and it's like, there's some cool stuff coming out of it. So I like that. <laughs> FL Studio versus Ableton. Which would you buy if you had an option? Ableton 
for a couple reasons. Yeah, um, I would say the same. Well, actually, never mind. You go first, and I'll go. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to really get used to like Ableton's workflow, which used to scare me when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> it still scares me. Um, but I think Ableton's got some like better built-in like functions, and just like I, I'm think I'm starting to like its composing structure a little bit better. And then FL Studio is Windows only, and I like work on my Mac. No, FL Studio has a Mac version now. I'm pretty sure. I'm not aware of that. Hmm. I'm uh, pretty. Uh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if that changes, I'm probably still going to say Ableton. <laughs> FL Studio, like this sounds weird, but the aesthetics between Ableton and FL Studio, I've always loved Ableton better. Yeah, I it's got that. a much better aesthetic on it. Um, Ableton has a much better multi-window layout for my mm-hmm. big ass monitor. Um, I'm just starting to really like like Ableton. Just feels like a much more professional product. Yeah. than FL Studio. Because like I, I just can't get past the fact that FL Studio is the thing that every teenager <laughs> pirates. See, okay. So my friend Ben, what's up, Shag? That's the guy, Shag. <laughs> he uh he uses FL Studio. Right. And I asked him, you know, which one he preferred. And I think if I remember correctly, it was a while ago. Yeah. He said that Ableton. They're both really good, but whenever you get like. I think what he said is whenever you get like late game, they're it, all like, it, FL Studio is now for Mac as well. Oh, nice. Bum, 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 oh, says whenever bum. you get in game with it, it's like, would you rather have something that you're super familiar with that's modular? Or would you rather have something that's super familiar to you that you can fine tune? Because I feel like he said that, I think he said like, it, like FL Studio had better ways for you to tweak certain sounds to get them just the way you want them. You know, yeah, like fine, really, really fine tuned stuff. But it was like, if you're not okay with it, if you don't need, like, if you're not making music yeah. that needs that, then just go Ableton. And I was like, huh. I so th- he uses FL Studio. Yeah. So, but I was like, I, I went on there and I was like, I'm gonna try this. And I was like, dude, I don't like this at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I'll, think, I'll pick Ableton, but I, yeah. I don't know. I think part of the other thing though is that like Ableton has a lot better hardware support than FL yeah, Studio does. Yeah, for sure. And because like now that like I'm learning Ableton with that machine controller, I do probably half the controlling of the software on the machine, mm-hmm. and I don't. I probably don't know how to do those functions without the MIDI controller. Oh. Yeah. So that's probably like you know part yeah. of it. I feel that. Okay, so I think it's time for another beer. Wait, wait, uh, Joseph, did you did you have the Ableton uh, versus uh, FL Studio? I, I dabbled with Ableton. I'm just much more familiar with FL Studio at this point. Would you agree? Uh, like, uh, I'm more comfortable with with FL Studio. Would you agree with the point of? Oh, I guess you couldn't really say if you only dabbled with Ableton. Yeah, so I did both, and I was like, I I also couldn't see like what he meant, but like you know, it's you can it's easier for you to fine tune things, but like you know, watching videos on online of like how to make a, a track in Ableton, I was like. Dude, this guy makes it so easy. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. exactly the sound I wanted. Yeah. yeah. You know, let, let me just take this and, like, move it over here or do something else with it. But Yeah, initially with Ableton, I had the same reaction Brad did with, like, oh, I don't understand this workflow. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty software weird. scares me. I mean, I want to buy one or the other. That's right, why yeah. I'm asking. Oh, but, like, yeah. I'm so familiar with hey, FL Studio. Um, If you buy Ableton, make sure you use, like, Haley Studio Discount. Oh, okay. Yeah. Student discount? <laughs> yeah. Cause, what? Because, like, cause like, here's the thing. is It's, like, Ableton, like, standard, uh, which is probably, like, the bare minimum that you want for it, is, like, $400. But, Man, but student discount, it's, like, 200 Mm. I still, it's still Wait, a decent. Is it a one-time license or? It's, yeah, it's just a one. Like you just gotta buy it once. Okay. Yeah. I think I, well, I already bought it, so I'm good. Is it for a particular version, or do you get updates? Do you know? Oh wait, no. Okay, that is that was one of the differences too. I think. Yeah. With I, Ableton, I, if I think what's like the, the full model, like the full one. Sweet. Okay. With I think with Sweet, you get revolving updates for Sweet, but for the ones that aren't that one, 
You probably get updates to a certain point. You get updates to a certain point. Oh, for FL Studio, if you buy it right now, you get it for life. Yeah. And, like, you know, I could be wrong about that. It could be, like, for for life thing. But see, the thing about FL Studio is they have, like, a beginner version, which is 100 bucks. Right. But then, like... Same with Ableton. There's some weird, like, licensing thing. Like, Like, you don't have access to like VSTs or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the same thing with Ableton. And then like there's some weird licensing thing. So like if you actually want to make music and make money off of it, you have to buy the $200 version. Ableton's not that way. Bum, bum, bum. Cuz like like Ableton like the thing is is like if you're going to use Ableton, make sure you get it with a piece of hardware cuz otherwise you're paying $100 for the same thing that you're going to get with a piece of hardware and that version Then maybe we need to talk about what hardware I need to get. Then. Right, yeah. And, and like you know like that version limits you to 8 tracks um like 8 patterns per track uh and like different limitations like that. But let's get Well anyways here quick. yeah, take my cup. Uh you, who who wants to vamp with me? Vamp. <laughs> What's going on? Here, I guess Bobby's vamping with me. All right, Bobby. So who who you who are you dropping with, and where do you normally drop whenever you play Apex? What the hell Apex? are we talking about? <laughs> okay, so on Apex, uh, I recently got that. Or okay, I re I only have one character left to do that five thousand damage achievement with. Really? Yeah, because like all my other characters, I've gotten at least five thousand damage with. I'm usually maining Bangalore or Bloodhound. Uh huh. But <sighs> see, I've I've only played with Lifeline and Bloodhound. Dude. Those are the only two characters I've played with. You gotta, you gotta play as. Don't ever play as Gibraltar because I hate Gibraltar. But <laughs> Which one's Gibraltar? Gibraltar's a big uh, Samoan dude. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And like, his character's fine. It's just like not my speed. Like he's very. Well, I mean, defensive. he's literally the slowest character. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing. There's the developers released a video about, or they they replied about that. They responded to that, where it's they said that every character moves the same, but their arm speed is slower. No. We actually, we landed in the swamps one time. We yeah. had enough time that we actually set up a race. And I still beat him because he was just slower. That sucks. Like, he was slow enough that I could outpace him. I mean, by very, very little. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I guess I screwed up then. But uh, I'm usually I mean, this was like probably pre-whatever last patch was, well, but still. I, I usually drop... Where the hell... Where, what's like... I mean, I guess... What's west... Is it, no, what's north of runoff? That that uh, one area. I, I'm forgetting it. Not runoff. Is it runoff? Yeah. What's north of runoff? Because you I have like the pit, and then there's runoff here, and then there's airbase, and then I like airbase. I like I, dropping at airbase. I hate finishing at airbase because if you don't grab the very top, uh-huh. you're not gonna do well. Hmm. Like if you don't grab, if you don't have the height advantage. And like you don't not doing the little peaky stuff where it's like, hey, just my head pops over, you can't mm-hmm. see me, but I can see you like completely. Like you're not gonna win, but I feel like I can't remember the name of this place. It's either we, we either drop in wetlands or we'll drop in wherever that place is north of runoff. That's usually where I go. Or if we're just feeling crazy, we'll just go straight like to the the hot zone and just <laughs> lay waste. We normally drop like swamp mm-hmm. or. Uh, air base um every now and then we'll go down the, uh, the devil's anus uh <laughs> <laughs> i know what you're talking about <laughs> that that one spot where it's like a circle yeah. um and then w- what's up at the very top is that like a there's um i'm bringing it dude we can just look it up dude, <laughs> like, I don't know what and it's like a there. basically like a military base yeah. or whatever like we we drop there every now and then but that one's always like especially if it's right where the uh 
the plane is driving or flying by, mm-hmm. everyone drops there. So it's almost not even worth dropping there. Um, but yeah, like I played Lifeline for the longest time. But I think like in the end, um, my team really didn't, we didn't utilize Lifeline very well. Yeah, she's a uh, like she's decent. She's but, good, but like people, like, people. If don't. you get too spread out, there's almost no point because then you can't use your Q because you want to use it to actually heal everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the ultimate's great, but it just gives away your position. That's the point. There's a meta to that. You, it's okay. This is risky, but what you do. But is, uh, but even you, still, like whenever we've used it, we've never gotten anything super good from it. Oh, you won't get anything legendary. You only get. Well, like, that's what I mean. Below. Like, it's not. Uh, Thank you. The risk reward is not the reward is not good enough for the yeah. risk, in my opinion. Oh, slum, uh, slum links. Slum is that links with is all like the crappy houses and stuff? Yeah, I never get anything good Dude, there. We always land there, and it's like we just tear it. okay. So, me and my what's up, Justin? Shout out to Justin and uh, anyone else who played PUBG with us. I guess it's Morgan and Zach and um, Connor. But uh, whenever we used to play that game, there's this place in PUBG called Pachinki. <laughs> and it's like we I think I know what you're anytime about. any people whenever whenever you play PUBG, it's like there's two places you don't go on the main map. You don't go to Pachinki and you don't go to military base unless you're looking like to, to, like throw down immediately. Yeah. And we would always just land in Pachinki because we're just like the devils of the game. So we would just as soon as we're like, hey, where's where's the thing going? You know, but some people want to play it safe. Like, oh, let's fly all other side of the map, you know, away from the plane, and then just walk into the circle. Like, no, dude, we're landing in hell right now. Going straight to it, so we would we would normally or, just hard or drop. like the villa that was also yeah. one in Mexico. The Dude. villa, everyone would die. And there. it's like we would go to Pachinki, and it's like, hey man, all I have is a, uh, so it's like I don't know a double barrel right now. It's like, hey, I, I need help. We're getting shot at. So everyone would just grab whatever <laughs> weapon they had in front of them, and then we just all rush that one person to go save them. <laughs> and it would work out pretty well. And those those, nice. those are usually the games that we won on Apex. It's like whenever you jump. If you see another squad with you, you're just like, all right, cool. Get away from them. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not like PUBG where it's like. Land away from them yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's like, and like, we've had people where we run up on them a lot and get demolished. And sometimes like the, I don't know, the damage is kind of wonky. Like we've had games where we've done like 800 plus damage and like had no kills. Yeah. So I don't know, we're just super pissed about that. But I'm usually playing as uh, Bloodhound or, um, what's her, Bangalore. Bangalore. And, uh, I like Bangalore. Yeah. yeah, she's really good. She's kind of OP to be honest. Whenever she gets shot at, she she oh yeah, moves, she oh, she's the one that says no fox fox, fox trots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like cluster fox trots. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, cluster fox. But like, she's really good. Like, there's a lot of alts in the game that I think are not necessarily worthless. They're just they're just well, very see, situational. Bangalore yeah. plus Bloodhound uh-huh. is a, it's a great yeah, it's a good combination. combination. Oh yeah, and my my squad we've been getting really good at that. Like tossing the smokes. And then I just hit my uh, thermal vision and pick them all up. Dude, I think the worst thing ever was like when I when the first time I played is a bloodhound. Um, we were outside the circle, and the two other people my my uh, group were down. It was Justin, and we had like a third rando. And then they were just like, gonna, "Oh, forget these guys. We're just need to run." Because like they got two other friends down, and I was like, "I just got done healing." And I was like, "All right, well, I guess I got to save them." <laughs> so I also a bloodhound, and when he does that, he goes, he moves faster, and you can you can track them. So I just scooped him behind him and just got a triple kill. And I was like, nice. <laughs> so I picked up Justin's like banner and I picked up the third guy's banner and I ran. And then we got, I uh, recovered them and then we got topped. We got to the second place and we got destroyed because like they didn't have no. any weapons. And it was yeah. like a late game, but it was yeah. still really yeah. cool. 
So I feel like there's a lot of like abilities in the game that really can really really help you out. But I feel like ones like Pathfinder are just like cool, man. Like there's only one really situation where you're gonna use this zip line, and that's, <laughs> that's if you need yeah. to go up somewhere. But right. so, uh, uh, why don't you tell us about this beer? Yeah. So now we're drinking Grizzly Green Bear, uh, which. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. You are lying, dude. Yeah. They did come out super dang. Yeah, look, so look this, at you blushing and smiling over there. <laughs> well, like this, this is this beer. I think is probably the one I'm most proud of in my repertoire. Um, Damn straight, man. It's. Good. I, I think it's start like it's it's become a little bit famous in our group, and I'm I'm happy about that. So, um, this one is like one of my favorites because <laughs> uh, how many like it's probably about three years back now. Um, uh, there was somebody like when I was like following some beer groups on Facebook, uh, like like kind of locally. There was somebody that was doing like <clears throat> this beer tour across America, basically, where they were like, there's a couple of guys that were just go- going all these breweries across America. So they were like in the middle of like trying to like raise money to do it. Right. And so they were in Denton for a little bit, and they had just come from the new New England area. They're like, hey, um, we've got some of these beers. We just came from the New England area. Uh, we will trade you the beer for a donation to the to the tour. Um, and when, um, it was around that time that I had, I had just recently heard about Hetty Topper and what that beer was and uh-huh. what it meant. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple four packs of Hetty Topper. Yeah. So I was like, give me one of those four packs. So we were supposed to meet, uh, at the time at the Bearded Monk, but this was around the time that the jazz festival was happening. So it was uh-huh. like, it was like too crowded to go there. So, yeah. um, like y'all know Metzler's barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. So we went, uh, he was like, okay, let's go to Metzler's barbecue instead and we'll meet over there. And he's like, uh, he's like, you know, I'm in the parking lot whenever you get here. So like, I, I get there and like, he's like around the side of the building. <laughs> they had like this, like, I, I think it was a van. It was either a van or a big white truck, but it, like, I, I like to think of it as a van because it makes the story like more sketchy. <laughs> so I'm going around the side of the building, meet these guys at a van. He hands me this four pack of beer and I give him twenty bucks. <laughs> and we, and we, he comes out. He's like, he's like you, he's like you, Brad. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so we, do, we never beer, see man. Brad again. <laughs> Make your beer. So you know, we do this little shady deal. I get my four pack of Petty and we're on our way. Let's try the beer. Me and Joseph, I think, actually had the beer for the first time when we were brewing something for the wedding. And it was just phenomenal. Oh, it's so uh-huh. good. It just, was just yeah, amazing. It's heavy topper. Yeah, right. we, we yeah we headed on the cast like y'all know y'all I mean, know. It's still, like even now, because when my buddies came up last weekend, we got two hearted ale, and I was like telling them, oh yeah, this got number one, but yeah. like. You got to try this thing called Hetty Topper, which <laughs> oh, is yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It is so much better, in my opinion. But anyways, go Dude, on. Dude, I want to get some now. I think yeah. my picks will Do they have it at Midway? What? what? Uh, two-hearted? Or no, Hetty Topper. No. You got to go to Vermont. You have to go to Vermont. You have, yeah. like... All right, see you guys Because, <laughs> like, cause like, that's the thing, why it's such a mythical beer, is that they, they only distribute within 20 miles of the actual brewery. I mean, that's like Austin Beer Works. We're they in only distribute in Austin. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know, that was, that was a big reason why we went on a Vermont trip. I wanted to go to the Alchemist just to get some more heady topper, and I'm taking a trip to Vermont then. Jesus. <laughs> so, so when I got this fourth pack for the first time, it was also when I was first learning about um, building yeast from uh, a, a bottle of beer. So, like yeah. a, a popular thing with Belgian beers is re-fermenting the beer in the bottle. So there's like a layer of yeast, <coughs> excuse me, in the bottom of the bottle, and you can feed that with sugar and rebuild it, and basically capture the yeast that that particular brewery uses and use it in your own beer. And like, kind of get that flavor profile from them, and so the whole thing about Hetty Topper, one of the the important things about it is the strain of yeast that they use, uh, called the Conan strain, is just a really powerful yeast that like 
uh, attenuates really high, high alcohol, and accentuates the hop character. Like, it just like, has that property. That's, like, what that yeast is all about. Um, so, and I found out that Hattie Topper is an unfiltered beer. So, it's got the yeast in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. So, I took one of my cans of Hattie Topper, poured everything but, like, an inch out of the can. And just over the next, like, couple of weeks, I just fed it sugar just a little bit, building that yeast up. And so, I had a pitchable amount. And I decided I wanted to brew something like the Hetty Toppers. I figured out the most that I could about that particular beer and created the first draft of the Grizzly Green Bear recipe, which has remained mostly unchanged. A couple of tweaks here and there, but like this is basically that recipe. Did and you uh, add more hops? <laughs> that beer has a shit ton of hops. <laughs> like uh, almost for, for a five gallon batch, it's almost a pound of hops, which uh, like your typical beer ranges between two to four ounces for five gallons so man man, reading the cicerone book is like super interesting because i have like i guess a better insight into like making beer now yeah but yeah like i don't know like i have much more respect than i did back in the day (laughs) (laughs) so like another like just kind of um like way to notate like how much hop power is in this beer is when you look at like the IBU rating of a beer, like most IPAs are probably in the 40 to 70 IBU ranges. Um, according to my recipe software, this hits about 120, 130. Hey, man. You know what you're doing He's right good, now? Though. You know what you're doing right now? What? You're doing what uh, Whiskey Hollow was doing, man, where you're like kind of making your own thing and uh, it's brilliant. You should uh, maybe uh, get a brewery started, bro. <laughs> <laughs> maybe something. No, yeah. No, this is really good, man. Like, Wait, so what was the IBU of a Hetty Topper? A Hetty Topper is also in the 100 plus range. Yeah. Okay. The thing is with these, like, it's not, it doesn't stick to your tongue terribly. You well, know? See, no, that, that's that's what, what I was going to say. Like, yeah. this reminds me so much of Hetty Topper it's where refreshing. it's like, it, it is bitter, but unlike any of the other, um, what is, what is it? Uh, IPA? IPAs that you have, like, yeah. it's just there enough to get like that burst of flavor and then and then it goes away yeah. which is amazing and a lot of it has to do with like some of the techniques and hot choices that you employ and because like a lot of the really bitter crap that you're probably thinking of with ipas is um stuff that's made on the west coast and yes i'm going to trash on west coast ipas because i don't like them um, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's the particular hop combinations that they use and the way that they do it they put very large um charges of hops at the very beginning of the boil which is just going to give you just like the most like it's going to ex- extract just the bitterness from those hops and like that's that's what they want though those weird people on the west coast that's what they want they just want to taste the bitterness yeah. and with like it's you know like the aroma though. and stuff that's what people don't like I, i'd say I'd, ra- I'd rather have the flavor yeah see like if you showed this to my dad or yeah. even Hetty topper to my dad i think he'd understand why people like um ipas ipas, IPAs. Yeah. And, because and it's like that's why i always say when somebody says i don't like ipas that's why i legitimately said you're drinking the wrong ipas exactly yeah because yeah. 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 yeah, not like, not all ipas yeah, are the same just stick your nose in the glass like just do it <laughs> just do it because like like oh it's like so part of the thing is like there's, like a, there's a lot that you can do to Im- impact like like to impart a ton of hop power flavor and aroma without putting in all that bitterness and like yeah. so like one of the first things i do is what's called first wort hopping and what that is in, is instead of putting my hops in right at the start of the boil i put it in right after i pull the grains out 
um, and they just sit there as the wort comes up to a boil. And it uh, does the same thing as putting your hops in at the start of the boil, but it, it, it's a more gentle bitter, bitterness. And then you also put just like a large majority of your hops in right at the end of the boil and mm-hmm. what's called the whirlpool. And you like you before you chill it, you let it sit there um, at basically near boiling temperature for about 20 to 30 minutes. And that's extracting the oils with the aromas and flavors. And it is getting bitterness out of it, but it's getting a softer bitterness, not the harsh oils and bitterness that mm-hmm. way. So like, you know, those kind of combinations uh, like really bring out the more gentle bitterness of the hops. And then doing the first dry hop during peak fermentation, um, which is called like biotransformation, I think is what they're calling it now, um, is supposed to really uh, impart like a huge like aroma boost with uh, mm. is the ice maker. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Scott not ready to fight. What, <laughs> what is this? Who's but, there? Yeah, so like there's there's a lot of techniques that like you can do to ch- just like change how you treat the hops to just really make a better IPA. You've yeah, I know. I, I, I like good. it. Mm. Hey, I got a dumb question. What would happen if you put melatonin in some beer? I don't know. Would you get more sleepy? <laughs> what kind of chemical is melatonin? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, because with temperature and stuff, like it's, it might that's break what I was down. Wondering, because like, yeah, it, it's you, like got to really depend on how you add it. Yeah. Because like, it's a protein, you add it, it'll it, like, die. Yeah. Because if you have like these carbonated like drinks, like these relaxation sodas are like like lean or whatever yeah they have like melatonin and hgp5 and so like that i was wondering like what would happen if someone may try to make like a relaxation beer because like the thing is it's like you can, you can put salmonella in the boil and you it'll just die does anybody know is anybody here good at biology <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'd need Haley. i guess melatonin you put it is a hormone what's a hormone <laughs> like what is that chemically yeah i don't know dude. <laughs> dude could you put could you put serotonin in some beer and make people like crazy happy that's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't do that. Have you ever done DMT? <laughs> no. Nice. Shout out to Joe Rogan. I, I've done some uh, hey, pull DM, DMC. Up that, oh, okay. Pull up that video. I was like, whoa. I was like, Scott, Jamie, whoa, man. Some, some devil may cry. Video. Scott just like normal. Yeah, man, I did some DMT once. It was, it was fine. I'm like, whoa, man. All right, so I know we just kind of got this, but we don't have a whole lot of time. So let's go ahead and just like kind of talk about the. the well, I mean, I'm down because I'm ready. All right, well, let's <laughs> talk about the beers a little bit more. Let's go back to the uh, Vienna Lager. Uh, Joseph, you want to kick us yeah, off? Yeah, I like the Vienna Lager a lot. Like I said, when I first got it, it was very biscuity, very uh, like lagerish. You know, it was true to the style, I, I think. Um, I like the color a lot too, and the it had a pretty nice aroma. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would, I will give that like a good seven and a half, eight out of ten. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I loved it. Like I thought, like especially when you mentioned that uh, Modelo was the same I guess, yeah. style of beer. Yeah. Um, it's like a really really good Modelo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like all my Mexican beers, but yeah, like I I liked it a whole lot and full of flavor. Um, I guess maybe it being darker, that's maybe where I get some more notes of different flavors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd actually honestly give it like an 8.5 out of 10. Like it is a good crisp, like, I mean this, it was like an anytime beer. Like I could see it winter or summer. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's, that's kind of like, you know, the idea of the style. Uh, it's one of those beers that you'll see too at like you know German style beer festivals. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I could totally see it just because 
um, I don't know, the richness of the flavor yeah. as well as the crispness, crispness of the aftertaste. Like, I don't know, it was perfect to me. Like, and Lakewood's got a Vienna lager as well. And that's the first time I think I'd had a Vienna lager. That's uh-huh. pretty, pretty good as well. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I liked it a lot. Cool. Bobby. Man, this is a, uh, I don't think I've ever had this beer. Uh, this is the first time I've brewed it. But uh, yeah, it was it was really good, man. Like I was decently impressed. I thought we were only gonna have Grizzly Green Bear over here tonight, but you surprised me with this one. I was like, wait, wait this is not Grizzly Green Bear. Is this? <laughs> but uh, it, it was really nice. It was really crisp. The flavor was definitely there. Um, like Scott was saying, definitely anytime beer. I would drink that all day. That's really good, man. Like um, definitely some biscuity notes. What I like, and I could. I want to say that. Is there vanilla in this? Vanilla? Yeah. No. I, was I mean, I mean like of... not, not intentionally imparted vanilla. Yeah. That is one of the flavors you can get, though. Yeah, like, that's one of the flavors I picked up. I was like, man, this is good. <laughs> so, I, don't know. I mean, I wouldn't particularly say that, but that, like, you know. Well, I'm saying. It was like cream. It was like kind of a creamy, like, I don't know if it was vanilla. Then. It was like a creamier, like, biscuit flavor, too, that I really enjoyed. And that's why that's what I left with the most, I would say. Yeah. But I like it. It okay. was really good. In, in the Cicerone book, when they go over tastes, uh-huh. that's definitely one of the tastes they say that beer can impart. For so. sure. Yeah. But see, like, I don't know, taste is kind of subjective. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone could have their own definitely way is. of yeah. tasting it. So but, you might taste more vanilla, I might taste more biscuit. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. I, it's definitely an eight for me. Like, uh you have any more of that? <laughs> I got plenty of it. Oh dude. <laughs> It was really good. I'm really impressed, man. That's really awesome. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I was actually really happy with the way this one came out. It's first lager I've done since we did the Mexican lager. Um, with Zach. Yeah, with Zach. Uh, and it came out well. Um, had healthy yeast that went into it. Um, definitely happy with like the flavor that came out with. It's definitely what I was going for. I'm going to try and enter it into a competition coming up. I was definitely very happy with it. Good flavor, good color, good everything. Um going to be an 8 out of 10 for me, I guess. So, uh, Joseph, Grizzly Green Bear. Cool. Hey, let's go back to melatonin real quick. I was Googling. <laughs> All right. So, melatonin is a hormone, and there are different kinds of hormones, but it's an amino acid-based hormone, uh-huh. and proteins are also made of amino acids, so maybe it would break down. What if you added it in at the end, though? I don't know. That's just my, my 10 minutes of Googling here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe um, you should uh, maybe you should get on that. <laughs> Experiment yeah. a little. Anyway, Grizzly Green Bear. <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this beer. Uh, it's really good. Very, very uh, aromatic. <laughs> uh, very good taste. Very explosive flavor. Uh, very hoppy in the good way. Um, very much getting the, the feel of a heady topper here. Um, but with like, I don't know, with its own, it's it's a little different than a heady topper in a good way. I, I, this, is, this has always been one of my favorite beers. And uh, I'm definitely savoring it right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to give this like a like a ten, dude. Like seriously, like a nine or a ten. Like it's good. All right, real good. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's but yeah, it's favorite like favorite that we make oh, or yeah. that you make. As I do often, I'm probably gonna echo Joseph here, but yeah, like <laughs> like freaking hints of like orange peel, like like a good hoppiness aroma to it. Like man. And then, yeah, you know, like I talked about earlier, you, <laughs> you you take that sip and you get that initial, like, kind of burst of flavor. You get that bitterness. But then it, it, it goes away and it just leaves you with kind of like that good mouth feel of like, ooh, I just had like a really good high quality beer. And yeah. 
I mean, it's just crazy. Like, I, I will say it is slightly different from Hetty Topper, in my yeah. opinion. Like, it, this doesn't remind me, or it reminds me of it in the, the bitterness style of it, but the flavor, I think, is a little bit different. It's definitely a different hop combination that okay. you're using. I mean, that might be it. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'd give this a 10 just like I gave Hetty Topper. Like, this, this is, like, just simply amazing. As far as, like, mm-hmm. what is it again? IPA. IPA. <laughs> if you're going to drink an IPA, rule of threes. If you're going to drink an IPA, drink this like one. this is what you need to drink. Like this is what anybody brewing an IPA should strive to brew. Like this is what will get freaking macrobrewery drinkers to drink more local craft brew. In my opinion, like <laughs> like the amount of flavor that this has is just amazing. You yeah. know. And it's not, it's not simply a, uh, you know, like a super dark beer or a winter type beer or anything like that. You right. know, it's, it's, it, it's something with such robust flavor that it's, it's almost undescribable. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I love it a lot. All right. Bobby. Man, I have this beer before and, uh, you certainly weren't lying about it coming out extra dank. <laughs> it smells wonderful. Um, there's really, really strong citrus notes in here um like everyone else has already been saying definitely an echo chamber it's like if you were to take a beer gusher and just put it in your mouth that's perfect yeah exactly it's kind of pop no seriously though, it, like it just pops in your mouth and Hot you get flavored gusher. It, like, <laughs> it just like all the flavor like it hits it's like a full mouth feel and then it doesn't just disappear but it like mellows out right and you still have that that tasted really good, like th- like thought, and you're like you know going around in your head like wow, it was really, it's just refreshing too, and it's like I could probably had a good idea to drink this all day because uh, what's the alcohol content on this? Like uh, this one came out at eight point eight. Okay, well I can do that all Still day. Still pretty, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fantastic, man. Like the lacing is really nice to look at, I guess too. Mm-hmm. Um, it smells nice. I already said that. The color is it's just you know, it's just the color, I guess. I don't want to say about the color, but it's, I mean it's, it it's wonderful. a good color. Right it's, for an it's IPA, a little, if, if, it's or is it like, too hazy? Maybe it's, it's all for it. like well, for for a classical IPA, it's too hazy. But um, you know, New England style is making its way into an official beer style where hazy is going to be accepted. Okay, like uh, I've always uh, thought it's got like kind of a green tinge it does. to it. Yeah, it does. If you look at the edge, yeah. So you're saying it's like a UNT? It's like a it's like an <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> but I mean, you know, grizzly green bear. It's like it probably helps out that it's a little bit green. To yeah, me. Right. I've never been perfectly happy with like the way the color comes out. But dude, it looks like a grapefruit. <laughs> like it really does. It looks like a just a grapefruit that's just ripe, like you know, starting to ripe. But yeah, like it's uh this is fantastic, man. Like I'm gonna give it a ten as well. Uh this is what an IPA should be. This is what an IPA is. I'm gonna right. it just this is just a good beer. Like hands down all around. Uh there's no flaw in this, I don't think. It's just good. And it tastes even better than what I like what I remember from last time. Oh, yeah. So uh good job, man. I'm uh I'm going to sell this recipe on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we'll do <laughs> before you do your review, do you think it is the yeast that helps with the way the bitterness kind of mellows out? I don't think the yeast has anything to do with the bitterness. Okay. And I've always wondered how much the yeast makes this beer. I've only ever made this beer with um, heady topper yeast. Right. And that was also another mm. reason for the Vermont trip was to <laughs> right. restock on the yeast. Um so I've I've kind of wanted to try this recipe with like um like 
either a more regular strain or there's some yeast makers that have claimed to have are selling this strain. Uh-huh. Um, so I kind of want to try with like some of those strains just to see if it comes out the same way, if I'm still happy with it. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I do think yeast kind of plays an important role in this beer, but not necessarily for the bitterness. Okay. I mean, I was just curious because it seems like any other, um, what's the beer name? IPA. IPA. <laughs> <laughs> any other IPA we have is really so much more focused on that bitter. And it may be just because we had a lot of West coast stuff they're so focused on that bitter that it really, really takes away from any of the other flavors that you get from the hops. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, two questions for you. Give your own rating as well. All right. Um, <laughs> or maybe three. <laughs> we'll go with two. So, okay. Uh, I know you said you get the yeast from an unfiltered beer. Right. How do you think this would turn out if you got something like, I don't know, like revolver blood and honey? Well, Revolver bun honey is probably filtered. Is so it? I thought would... it was unfiltered. I don't know, actually. Um, because I know I that's like, I know. I know like that's one beer that I forgot who I said it was. We were talking, I was talking to somebody. They were like, I think like if any, if you were trying to get someone to stop drinking so much macro and go into like, you know, craft. Right. You would either give them a revolver blood and honey, yeah. which I was like, okay, Pretty yeah, much, sure. Yeah. <laughs> or you'd give them like a really good IPA. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. But so, I thought like I'm not sure. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm looking it up. If I think I think revolver might be unfiltered, and I'm wondering if it's unfiltered, and I would have captured that yeast. I I don't I don't really know how it would turn out because I don't really know a whole lot about the yeast that they use. That's true. But like you know specifically why I chose this yeast is uh, because there is information available about this yeast, and specifically that the yeast plays a big role in accentuating the hop characters of this mm-hmm. beer. Um, and like, you know, just what it does, it's just a really strong yeast as far as like just tearing through the beer and mm-hmm. like, you know, getting the alcohol oh. level up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what I was going to point out is I, I thought it was also really helpful to, to get that alcohol content where we want it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Revolver Blood and Honey is an unfiltered deep American wheat L made with, uh, well, uh, okay, so anyways, it's if, unfiltered. And like, okay. So that's, that's actually important that he says it's a wheat ale. Because uh, when you're doing like you know wheat style beers, um, you're using Hefeweizen type yeasts. It's like if it's an American style wheat, it's going to be mm, slightly different than like a straight Hefeweizen yeast. Uh-huh. But those yeasts tend to flow, um, throw off a lot of fruit flavors. Hmm. Uh, like for for a straight Hefeweizen yeast, you're going to get a lot of banana, a lot of clove. Mm-hmm. Um, I use an American Hefeweizen yeast for my American wheat. Um, which does have a small banana character to it. Yeah. And I think that would just absolutely ruin this. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, I think they were even saying that in my book about uh, the Cicerone stuff was there are like two different approaches, like the lagers, which you're going to get like almost none of the f- flavor from the yeast right. versus... Yeah, like uh, have a wisen where you're going to get more of the fruit flavors from yeah. the yeast. Yeah, so like, you know, it's it's really easy to think about lagers. You're after an extremely clean fermentation where right. the yeast isn't really going to do anything. Exactly. Uh, ales, yeast generally plays a big role in um, the flavor of the beer, except for like, you know, like really plain American styles, like, um, like regular IPAs, yeast does nothing. Um, amber ales, yeast does nothing. Uh, IPAs like like we said, you can either choose to have it do nothing or do something. Right. Um, you know, wheats it's gonna uh, do something. Half a wise and uh, Trappist ales like Trappist ales, almost all the character comes from the yeast. Hmm. So, 
Hmm. All right, well, your review. Yeah. Go. Or, or did you have? <laughs> Actually, no. That was, you answered my question. Okay, cool. Um, Both of them. <laughs> so yeah, um, this is definitely like probably one of my favorite beers that you know uh, we no, do, oh. and it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm always happy when it comes out well. Um, we haven't had a bad batch of it. Um, like you know, there's always been like slight variance in it because like I always want to like tweak like a little thing. Like the first one, it was like it was like a handful of wheat malt, and the next one I did flaked oats. This one I'm at flaked wheat, which I think is better um you know just different things like that you know very small tweaks on the hop schedule and you know, things like that but this this badge came out really well it's been a long time since i've had it though so i can't really com- compare it to other ones we we brewed a five gallon batch of this and uh my brother was throwing this party where he had me like cater brisket for 30 people <laughs> and i was like hey as an extra gift i'm gonna bring down some homebrew so i brought the five gallon keg of Br- grizzly green bear and a two and a half gallon keg of American wheat. Um, granted, the smaller keg was a smaller keg, but it hit quick. But like people were pounding the Grizzly, <laughs> <laughs> and they were everybody was like, "This beer is so awesome! This is great!" Dude, understandably so, man. That's, and like that's good beer. Yeah, you know, it makes it makes you feel good. It, make, it made me feel real happy that you know people were able to enjoy it that way. Uh, so you know, this is definitely this beer is special to me. Uh, you You're know, special to me. It came out well, so. <laughs> You know, uh, definitely in the nine to ten range on this beer, just because you know, it's it's great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good. Like, well, okay, I mean, okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, go. I'm no, just you saying, ahead. like, you if you really like, of all the things we've had, like, really think about it. Like, this really does stack up with some of the better mm-hmm. stuff that we've had. Better than that big mm-hmm. ass. What was that big ass bottle we had? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, for real. That dude. was uh, that was a. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, like that was a saison, I think. Yeah, that that was kind of disappointing. I was like, "Fuck <laughs> yeah, big ass bottle of You're beer!" You're like, "Oh, we got this giant beer that <laughs> we paid one hundred and twenty five dollars yeah, for." It was like, ah, oh, it's like a six, like, seven. Uh, this is <laughs> a, worth it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told y'all. They've got a bigger bottle. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> it was like it was like uh, Purot, uh, I think, which you can just buy, I think. And I can't remember if I've had that beer or not before, but I know that that's probably another beer that's not like world class or anything. We would like <laughs> that bottle was more expensive too. I think it was like four hundred dollars. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, what do you need that? What do you need that for? What are you gonna do? Compensate. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's what I think it is. Like, not to talk shit on them, but it, honestly, I think that's what it might be. You remember it's how like, much oh, trouble man. we had getting the cork out of that thing? Well, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. stupid. Yeah. Wait, I set it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Uh, so yeah, good cast. What would you, no, real quick. What would you say? You said nine to ten range. I'm curious. What would you say needs to be approved about this? It needs to be improved. Yeah, if anything. I think it's amazing though. I don't see how you would improve this, but you know, um, blow my mind again. <laughs> I don't know. I'd really have to think about that. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Okay. Because I can't really like say off the top of my head. Like I said, I've never been one hundred percent happy with the color. I don't know why. It's just. Well, how do you need like a better filtration system then? Maybe? You do not want to filter this. Okay. That's that's part of the that's part of the the charm of it. You want a, it's a bigger it's unfiltered, unfiltered system? It's, un, it's unfiltered, <laughs> hazy. Sort of thing, you know. Some people. Then what would what would affect the color? Though? It's just like the makeup of the grains, and mm. I don't really want to change that grain bill though, because I really think that because like here's the other thing is that like an IPA that's unbalanced. If it's just all about the hops and they don't really care about the malt bill, it's it's once that beer ages just too much, it's it it tastes terrible because all you're drinking is just a really bad malt bill with like deteriorating hops. Uh-huh. So one of the things that I really thought about when I was making this recipe 
is I wanted to have a malt build that could stand on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to have a good mix of malts that once the hops start to deteriorate, you're still got like a nice flavor underneath it that you don't get too disappointed when you're drinking mm-hmm. it. And so I don't want to change the malt bill very much because I think it's very important to the beer. You know, to that point, as I'm drinking this, I'm noticing the hop flavor flows into like the malty flavor. Yeah, really well, really nice. Like, and it's then a it just smooth and transition. Then they hug each other, and it just like they. I don't know, man. They don't just disappear. They kind of just <laughs> float off your tongue, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> it's like whole baby. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck. Thank, thank, uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us this week, everyone. Um, so and as usual, pretty much every place you can find a podcast, we're there. Even Spotify, which you know that's, that's yeah. great, yeah. pretty cool. We're there, yeah. <laughs> so uh, beersoftheroundtable.com, that's the place where you can find us. Um, you know, come interact with us on Facebook. Come watch the you know live cast one week or whatever. Um, you know, let us know if you think we can be doing something better, and be sure to crack a cold one with your boys. <laughs>